All right, I, I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. Yes, to Pressure Points with your two favorite hosts, I'm D, and this is Woodworking AJ, and we're coming at you with Season 5, Episode 16, Ree's Regime. I'm talking about not quite World War II, but touching on just a little bit, so bear with me. Find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Points of Pressure. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. I gotta say, that is one of the best examples of terrible intros that you've ever done. Yeah, except I timed it well, so that's uh, all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, so therefore, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you as long as the timing's out, right. Yeah. 10 good. out of 10, good timing. You didn't insult me directly. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. We're coming to you, you live. You have been woodworking lately, so. Oh, live from the PP Woodworking Workshop. Stu- workshop. Yeah. There we go. The PP Workshop. PP Dub. I'm still covered in sawdust oh we both are yeah it's and hot sawdust and dandruff yeah who knows which is which <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing tastes the same some of it's aj's on my shoulders some of it's mine who knows yeah at this who point. would who would even know uh yeah we were dipping our toes in in the woodworking craft yeah craft well you know we started off with we did some brewing now i'm doing distilling yeah. eventually now woodwork now eventually we will, we'll never have to go to walmart again eventually we'll be living the stardew valley dream oh yes i need some mayo presses <laughs> jesus uh yeah so here we are we're we're going off the grid even though we're still on the fucking grid yeah 100 percent. yeah as you can hear yeah <laughs> we're off the grid no, 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 you're not. <laughs> it's like the rebel radio programs where it's like, we're off the grid. No. It's like, oh, you're actually very much we're, on the grid. We're definitely okay. in the studio in the house that AJ pays taxes for. So mm. not off the grid. Which is public information, you know, if you're ever interested. Yeah. yeah. Just reach out. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you how many, how much in taxes Dude, I pay. Okay. Let me tell you, it's way too fucking much. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, so, what did you do this week? Oh, you know, I I worked finals, went to a funeral. Nice. It was a pretty busy week, you know, but overall not not horrible. Nice. Yeah, how about you? Do you keep busy? Yeah, just the usual. Just <laughs> so fucking nothing. Yeah, just self-loathing in bed. Nothing nothing too crazy. Perfect. Uh, no, I made some amazing pasta the other night. Oh, yeah. I sent you a picture of it, and you said nothing. I said nothing. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Because it was, really it was a red sauce. Fuck yeah. red sauce. No, nah, it was a red sauce, but I had ricotta underneath. Fuck red sauce. I mean. Again. I don't care. It's good. Double fuck. That's good. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it was tasty as fuck. Nope, you're wrong. Oh. If so it isn't yeah. slathered in a cream sauce, I don't want it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I, I think next time I'll probably add the ricotta to it. And just fucking give it a little mixy mix. I was trying to figure out what your hand signals were. Yeah. But I think it's stirring. A lot of it is I'm just fucking anxious about this episode because it's a lot of info and I know I fucking miss so much of it. I'm sure you. What's but new? It's still, it's still going to be good. Um, yeah, so ta- yeah. take us away. Do you want to. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I've got a, I've got a great transition. I'm going to set you up, okay? Go for it. So recently, starting, I don't know, the last week or so, my escape from homework besides, and studying, besides doing a little woodworking has been, I just started watching MASH. I'm into the second season. Uh, it's it's really good. That song is a fucking banger. It is. The reason I started uh, watching it, like, all the way through was because I spent a lot of time this last semester at an old folks home for clinicals, and... That was the, that and the Andy Griffith Show intro were the most common theme songs that I heard. I just can't get it out of my head. Oh, God. It reminds me of hanging out with my grandpa, who served in the Korean War. Whoa, that's interesting. enough. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I found a bunch of, it was really weird. There was like one scene where they're in the kitchen, and there's all these crocs out, and they are exactly the croc that I got from that auction oh, website really? upstairs. Oh, that's great. And then in a, in a later episode... 
the colonel was shaving and I looked at the mirror and I looked directly to the side of my iPad and it, the exact same mirror was sitting right there. I got the mirror at an estate sale. Turns out where they were didn't... like, bid for this shelf. And that mirror was on the shelf and I'm like, fuck it. It turns out you've just been fanboy mash regalia shopping without even No, it turns out all the auctions are just mash uh, (laughs) set uh, shows, like surplus. (laughs) But yeah, it was super cool. I I looked closer at the mirror for the first time. I'm like, shit, it says Korea on the side. Like, yeah, it's a little... It's either either from the Korean War or it's from the mash set. Either way... I have an YouTube. Yeah, there you no, go. <laughs> oh, not bad. So I'm gonna do what you fucking hate. Uh, and are you gonna, gonna start at the end? 1991. Oh, uh, you're a bitch. Is yeah. that when the Soviet Union fell? No. I'm just kidding. That was uh, 94, right? What? That was 94. Sure. It is Three, now. four, one of those. It is today. <laughs> I know. No, wait. Know. It was it was right when I was born because I was born with the spirit of the Soviet Union. So 94. 96. Six. That's what I said. Four. 96-4. I don't know when the fuck 1892. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a vampire, know. actually, if you uh, didn't know. Well, we'll just, we'll just de-beep that one out at the end. I'm okay. not going to. I know you won't. Doxing yourself. I don't give a shit. It's, it's a year, because I'm the only person <laughs> You're born slowly, that year. You were, I mean, you've given out the month of your birthday in... Have I? A previous episode. At one yes, point, I've literally said you were your entire date of birth on this show. Because yeah. I wish you a happy birthday. Over over the course of five seasons, I have gradually released one number in order of your entire social security number oh, and that's your fine. credit card. So uh, please, if you want to find it, you got to listen to the full Kasha episode. And you might have to listen a couple of times through <laughs> before you get it. Like it's hidden. You might actually have to pass along to your friends to also yeah. listen. Get more, just to get, get more help. ears on it. Yeah, yeah, get some help listening. So you may as the well easiest, tell 10 people. The easiest way to dox AJ is to get all of your friends and family to listen to our show. That's and perfect. And find his personal information. <laughs> perfect. And you know what? Do it for me. You actually get which episode they're on if you sign up for the Patreon. <laughs> we'll tell you which episodes they are. Uh, yeah, totally. I yeah. swear. I promise. So, in 1991... Uh, in South Korea, Daejeon, South Korea, a man was laying foundation, and as he dug, he actually unearthed a child's skull, which that's is normal. pretty normal. Yeah. The yeah. only thing is, it was full of bullet holes. Ooh, that's uh, pretty normal. Yeah, uh, totally normal. So South Korean authorities looked into it it kind of just kept going up he went to his boss his boss went to their boss that boss went to the police the police went to the fucking south korean government and south korea deemed it an excavation site and they just kept digging up more and more human bones totally normal so over time they discovered like over a hundred sites that are like this where they're just Damn. fucking human bones, human bodies, all decaying and shit. Some of the bodies still had remnants of, like, military uniforms. Uh, and one ar- archaeologist guessed that they found around 1.2 million bodies. Yeah, that's a lot of bodies. Just in Dijon. So, yeah, that's a, that's a decent number. Uh, we're going to step back to Korea after World War II. Um so, the South Korea basically was under what they called the People's Republic of Korea. North Korea was the Rep- what was it? The Democratic Republic of Korea. Um, and Americans took over and kind of occupied South Korea, while, as you said before the show, Soviets occupied. North Korea. Yeah, it was very much like an East-West Germany type setup where the because of Japan having Korea at the end of the war, it was split up just like Germany. So that North Korea was controlled by the Soviet Union and to a point China and then the um, South Korea was kind of controlled mostly by the United States with influence from the United Nations. Mm -hmm. Yep. So as the Americans show up uh, they don't really like what they're seeing in the People's Republic of Korea because 
they're seeing major industries that are being run by the Korean government. Uh, they're seeing free distribution of land to the poor. How dare those poor they're, people get land? They're seeing people's committees, labor unions. How dare they have unions? Pushes for eight-hour work days. Like, those, I can't make this shit up. Those bastards. And I don't know if you've picked this up, but that's not fucking democracy. That's communism. Even if they were voted in <laughs> yeah. and they want this and this is for the greater good. No. This uh -huh. is not America. No go. You, we do not so, step forward in this country. <laughs> so the Americans get there and they effectively just dismantle the People's Republic of Korea. They start killing off politicians they're bombing fucking buildings, and they're executing communist troops in the area as well. They're just rooting, rooting it the fuck out. Meanwhile, in North Korea, they're having a grand old time because this is exactly what the Soviets would want. It's a communist country. Of no, course. I'm sure it was just as fucking bad up there. When you have a military regime running the area, generally it doesn't turn out so hot. Yeah. So, the U.S. then creates... The United States Army military government. And they end up doing what all Koreans were so thrilled about. And they put Japanese Empire officials in charge. Even though they just got away from Japan. Mind you, Korea and Japan had been having issues. Well, not really issues, but Koreans were having issues with Japan being in control of Korea because... Why the fuck would you want that in the yeah. early 1900s? Anything run by Japan was just terrible. They were different yeah. from what they, they were today. Yeah. They're very far from where they, where they are. So public outcry is just everywhere. Everyone's furious with the United States because it's such an out-of-touch move to just come into an area. You go, oh, that's not kosher. And you just fucking clear everything out, especially after the world just got out of a fucking world war. And you go, okay, well, uh, you guys were actually doing it wrong. And we, America, who bombed Japan, we know what to do. <laughs> so people in Korea are furious with the United States. And John Hodge, who was a lieutenant general in the area who is wildly out of touch, uh, <laughs> he creates the Korean Advisory Council, which... Let me guess, there were no Koreans on it. Yeah, I mean, there were. Oh, that's good. Um, however, when you're a previously communist country, if you have a, a people's committee, more or less, a Korean Advisory Council, generally you would think, oh, we'll put someone that we recognize in the community because they're very outspoken. Instead, the United States came in. They said, here's your here's your council. It is filled with landowners, Korean businessmen or, and Japanese businessmen and officials from the Japanese government. So completely out of touch with the normal so run of the mill average basic, Korean yeah, person. Basically what they do is they they say, hey, we're going to put now that you guys are free of Japanese control we're going to put japanese officials in control of the area and to represent you guys we're also going to put in japanese officials in the korean advisory committee so people are not fucking happy with the way that you know a very well-run government agency in the u.s army military government has run things so far so the, this government runs the area for a few months, but due to the unrest, uh, the the government basically has to say, okay, well, we're going to start making people's committees illegal, uh, as well as any attempt to recreate the People's Republic of Korea. So anyone that's stepping up and being like, hey, things should be the old way, arrest that bitch. He's a <laughs> fucking commie. So... Uh, like it, it perfect just, it blows my mind like how out of touch you can be when you're like you guys we've saved you from from your terrible leaders japan but 
we're now filling everything with those same leaders. Yeah, and we're not going to yeah. let you self-rule oh at all. Oh, God, no. Yeah, it, because like, you might choose to be communist yeah, if, you, if you're not in a rare It is the American way to come into an area and say, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. Well, only areas <laughs> without, that that are any slightly idea. have any slightly communist or socialist ideas. Oh God. So, uh, the citizens fucking hate this. And in 1946, 8,000 railway workers in Busan start a strike. And when 8,000 people say we're fucking done working, especially in the 1940s, it hits headlines everywhere. All of Korea is seeing this shit. And almost all of South Korea kind of follows suit. Um, eventually, over 10,000 people siege a police station in Yongchong and kill 40 officers in the building. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, landlords and other Japanese officials are assassinated or killed off. And there are like 20 of them that die or are killed. And I'm, then, I'm glad you're going into these rebellions because oh, not a lot of people it's know so vital. that that there were rebellions. A lot of people view it in such a way that it's just, oh, North communist, South not communist, and they're fighting. But no, the South did not like the way their country was going. Yeah, and no, they not rebelled. at all. They 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 made a stand for it. In fact, I I feel like it, it especially after reading all of this, it's really kind of shown me that. The Korean War wasn't so much North versus South. It was North and the people of the South versus the South. Like, yeah, yeah we can sit here and say that, you know, North, North Korea, it's led by a dictator. It's not a good fucking place. But prior to like the 1960s, 70s, South Korea was also not in a good fucking place because of the people that the U.S. had put in power. Yeah, because of this whole oh, this whole it's a thing, fucking this whole mess, war. and it it just snowballs. Like this is just the fucking tip of the iceberg, mm -hmm. and I'm only going to talk about one really major event that happened when there are multiple that really went on. Oh yeah, there are a lot of those the events that you're going to be talking about that happened so, on both sides. So because of everything that's been going on, because of the sieges of police stations and people, basically a part of this Korean advisory committee dying off. The U.S., who's still kind of in power, declares martial law. Um, and they decide the best way to handle the protesters, because, um, I mean, this is a regular protest. Like, it's not like, oh, hey, Saturday we'll go protest at, like, the Korean parliament or whatever, like, yeah. the Korean White House. It's a daily thing. And so the U.S. says, hey... It's martial law. We're in control now. This is now basically a police state. And to stop these protests from happening, they walk outside the White House, the Korean White House doors or whatever you want to call it. And they just start shooting down protesters. This is Solid. not bullshit. This is like it's it's not like, oh, you know. Maybe they were maybe they were causing problems. These people are trying to stand up for their old way of life. And the U.S. comes in and says, no, 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 no. We know how to do it better. Let's kill these. Let's people. kill you about it. Like, it's mm -hmm. just such a fucking terrible way to solve these issues. So they've killed countless protesters at this point. Um, we're looking at, I mean, what? Oh, I don't even have a number for how many were fucking killed. Um, it would be hard to like yeah, get a number, especially for that, because like... of who killed them. <laughs> um, so the American military government then decided the area would now be called the First Republic of Korea, and they fly in a guy by the name of Syngman Rhee, and uh, they tell everybody, "Hey, this is your new first president. Like he's Korean, he's an OG." And people are okay with the idea. They're like, all right, I mean, it's better that this guy's here because Re had previously been a freedom fighter against Japanese forces, which had controlled the area. All right, so you got some 1900s. experience. Yeah. You got some, you know, some understanding. And he's, he's kind of known for it because 
1904, obviously this is like 40 plus years before all of this happening, but he was arrested and went to prison for six years due to his involvement with the Independence Club, which was a freedom fighting club against Japan at the time. So after his release in 1910, he flees the country, goes to the United States. Um, to get away from all of his associations with people, to get away from just being in and out of prison for the next, like, 30 fucking years. So he goes to the U.S., and he actually becomes the first Korean to earn a Ph.D. from an American university, which is big. Yeah. Some important shit. Oh, yeah. Um, And, of course, the U.S. sees this as, oh, he would be a phenomenal president. Which I don't think that <laughs> getting a PhD necessarily counts you as a, a presidential candidate, but yeah, what do uh, I fucking know? Uh, <laughs> like they're one of them educated Koreans, <laughs> really though. Jesus. Uh, so let's see. I lost my place. Oh my god. Uh, in 1919, he had actually served as president of Korea for like six years, um, and he was placed in power in that position by you guessed it the united states good old truman yeah grand grand old truman so at the time he was actually working under a provisional role because japan was in power but the u.s was able to put him in power it's kind of a weird fucking political bullshit that went on um but this time he's back and he's still working for the americans so it's kind of tit for tat because he's come back after being in the United States during the most anti-fucking communist era. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, it's good fucking news. Um, so Re gets into power and he decides to arrest all left-leaning opponents. Solid. And he then focuses his sights on independence activists. Uh, he he finds this fucking one dude, Kim Koo, who is over an independence group, and he just fucking locks in. Like, he does everything he does, he does everything he can to find him and get him the fuck out. And they end up tracking him down and... Kim Koo was an advocate for unification among everyone and independent activism, obviously, which is not what Ree would want whatsoever. It's no, like no, Ree's no. worst fucking nightmare, Ree slash the United States. And uh, they end up executing him in, I think, June 1949, so a year before the Korean War. Uh then, after the execution, re-insists that anybody that has leftist affiliations should be taken into labor camps. Ah, yeah. learning from history. Uh, you know, it's really interesting. It only took three fucking years for them to start doing it all over again. It's really interesting how somebody who's so anti-communist would go to these lengths to massacre all of their political opponents... Uh, just like the communists did. Turns out that's not a communist thing like all the propaganda says. That's just every, that's a totalitarian thing. That's an author, authoritarian yeah. thing. It's just, it's just Get rid of the competition. Standard. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it I doesn't matter if you're left, right, extreme, not extreme. Best way to stay extreme. in power, you know, is yeah. to kill off your opponents. Yeah, exactly. Can't, that's going to start happening in the U.S. soon. It's, it's actually a new, it's a new storyline and strategy in the... NBA 2K games. Oh, oh, is it? Is that they're incorporating guns so that instead of just winning the game by the regular rules, you just kill off your opponents and you can win the fucking championship. Easy peasy. Perfect. Um, also, as a just a brief note, to give anybody who's interested an idea of how convoluted, especially the early times of the Korean War, oh there's God, a map on Wikipedia that updates per month of the first year of the Korean War and like 
and it shows the borders between the the Soviet backed and the US backed forces and like the land and it goes literally to within the first couple of months almost the entire country is gone to the opposite and then back and forth and it's it just bungee cords a bunch insane. of times. I had no idea this was so <laughs> This is why I was like I got a lot of notes. Like and I'm probably going to burn through them cuz it's just quick fucking notes of everything that's It's okay. I'll I'll stretch it out on. by adding things like Stalin didn't even think the US would give a shit because the US didn't seem to intervene in the civil war that was happening in China. Oh. You know, the with the communist uh, takeover. They, as far as we know, they didn't really interfere that much. The yeah. CIA, but yeah. as far as we know, as far as yeah, as far as either way, they failed. Yeah, and Stalin was like, "We already cracked one of their codes for talking to one of the diplomats in Moscow, so <laughs> they don't give a shit about Korea. So let's do this." I mean, it doesn't. I feel like the U.S. kind of started everything, and then just sat back as diplomats. <laughs> like honestly, reading through it, it comes off that way that they just kind of really cause dissent in South Korea and then they just go hmm oh well oh well no later, later they they ended up being like 90% of the fighting force was the US Army I think well, it's because South Maybe Korea just military. 90% of their own yeah, fighting force exactly. and I'll get into that yeah we'll get there soon <laughs> so, this was a setup yeah so about 300,000 communists are enrolled in, enrolled? Yeah. <laughs> Is no, that no, no, the no. right I'm, term? I'm not kidding. Yeah, it's exactly... Well, it's... I shouldn't say enrolled, but enrolled is what Re came out and said. Mm. So, uh, 300,000 communists are enrolled in what Re refers to as the National Bodo League, which is basically a re-education campaign or at least uh-huh. what he called Wonderful. it yeah it was also called the national rehabilitation and guidance league so it's like a gay or, conversion therapy camp but for communists yeah so it's the national guard alliance like it's it sounds good on paper yeah no it sounds it sounds great it sounds on pleasant paper. yeah um so they put all of these and all of these communists in this camp and they don't really like tattoo their arms or anything, but they're oh, just tra- like they all get a fucking like Bodo League license. Like they're given papers for being in the Bodo League, which sounds cool. Like when you go, oh, yeah, you get a license to be in the Bodo League. You're like, ooh, is that like a new country club? No, actually quite the opposite. Um, so Ree comes out and he says, oh, I've. I've made this league so that I can protect these people from execution. If I put them in these camps and separate them from these law-abiding citizens, if I separate them, if I separate these dirty red commies from people that are following the laws, then there's no need to execute because we've separated the two. Yeah, it's somehow. the greatest that way to fucking solve all sense. problems, right? Yeah, separation, separate. But equal, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Something that. Like sounds that. really familiar. God. So the league reproposes it, and they get the people in there, but it had to be created by someone. And it was made by Korean jurors who were also Japanese jurors that created this fucking internment camp. Surprisingly enough, an Axis power was like, you know what might solve this problem? Putting them in a camp. I've I've heard about this one before. I think it worked out well. Can't remember five years ago. Yeah. So they enlist. I shouldn't say enlist. They capture communists, throw them in this camp, but it's not really reaching their quota. And I know what you're thinking. A quota for a labor camp? Yeah, I know. It's completely <laughs> fucked up. So... In turn, oh shit, uh, in turn, they go out and they find any Koreans that are illiterate. And they say, hey, what do you think about the Communist Party? And these people go, I mean, I don't think that, like, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I don't have anything to do with communists. And they go, can you read? No. They're going to the camp as well. Like, even You must the people, be a communist. Even the people that weren't communist sympathizers were still being rounded up and put in this camp just to fill a fucking quota 
solid. And it's like it it's it frustrates the hell out of me. Um, I love quotas of humans. Yeah. Like when the when cops have quotas of how many speeding tickets they have to no, give no, no, out. No, 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 no. They don't have quotas. They're just told if you're not getting tickets, you might not look like you're doing your job. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking stupid. So, re is still under the amount of Ree? people that yeah Ree! sorry i've been thinking about that this You're entire fine. time i finally got it out of my as, system as soon as i saw it i was like oh no this is <laughs> gonna be the thing um so he's still under the amount of people that he wants in these camps so he starts going to independence activists and starts rounding all of them up as well and he he even has his regime just go out and accuse these people of being a part of the Bodo League, but hiding the fact that they're supposed to be in these camps, basically escapees. Mm-hmm. So he's sending his regime out to independence groups and they're arresting everyone and saying, oh, you know, you you're supposed to be here. And they're like, no, I'm fucking not. Bitch, what? Yeah, we're we're just preaching independence and equality. And he's like, well, that sounds like fucking communism. You must be a sympathizer, which you should have been in the Bodo League to begin with. So they take all these people there. They imprison about 20,000 additional um, independence activists and toss them in the in the internment camps or sorry uh the labor camps My yeah mistake. the labor not constant <laughs> the unconcentrated they're very spread out actually it's like the difference between orange juice and concentrated orange juice yeah god one's guys. just thinner yeah <laughs> god get your mind out of the world war ii gutter you pieces of shit <laughs> so as he's rounding everybody up uh he's basically being paid by the government 38 dollars a month right which it's not a lot to be totally honest it's not a lot of money at all and it's really odd because singman is singman re whatever you want to call him he's living like a fucking god oh yeah like super luxurious lifestyle and people are kind of confused about it so it turns out that mr re was stealing social service money that was being sent to the area. No, he was corrupt? Oh, wait for it. The guy with concentration camps was corrupt? just wait for it. So, he was stealing social welfare money, buying weapons, and then reselling them (laughs) and pocketing the cash. He'd sell weapons on the black market. He'd buy them at fucking wholesale prices. That's (laughs) great. It's just like the guys who would have thought that the U.S. would put someone in power that was a corrupt individual. That could Weird. never have no, happened. That is not on brand. Yeah. It, it actually is so on brand when the U.S. goes, oh, you're Korean. You can be their president. <laughs> yeah. God. You look like one of them, but God. you're educated in one of our it's schools. So fucked up. So that's my MacArthur impression. <laughs> I actually talk about him. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, so the government went under fire after it was revealed that Ree's paramilitary um, had frozen to death during the winter. It turns out that Ree himself had sold all of their winter uniforms on the black <laughs> market as well, pocketed the cash, and then the money that was intended for heating equipment was stolen by the general. Yeah, that sounds right. That's area. great. Like, That's wonderful. It's just, it's just a fucking mess. Now, this ends up leading... This hits fucking headlines everywhere. And it leads to this rebellion where 3,000 soldiers join with residents and they're parading through the streets of South Korea flying red flags. And I can't imagine that that's really a great look in Ree's eyes. Yeah, you think so? And their whole thing is they're insisting on restoring people's committees. And it's entirely unsuccessful because they just start rounding more and more people (laughs) up. 
and putting them in the Bodo League. Yeah, it just makes it easier to know, to see, oh, you got a red flag. That makes it yeah. pretty damn huh. clear. God. So, the Korean War starts in June 1950. This has happened over the course of one year. Wonderful. One fucking... This no, that is, is a like, banger of a Korean year. The Korean War is a fucking mess. Oh, yeah. So, in one year, Re goes to power... Re ends up being corrupt, and there's just a like it's just a fucking mess. The guy so, who wasn't voted in was corrupt. Yeah, the man assigned by the United States. Yeah. So, uh, North Korea starts invading in June 1950, and Re decides this sounds like a fantastic opportunity to execute the Bodo League, and. Yeah, it'll be brushed under the radar, like... Really? So, instead of just using troops, he rounds up anti-communist groups to step in. He gets fucking old veterans and shit. He's getting anyone that is anti-communist, that knows how to shoot a gun, and walks them up to the gates of the Bodo League and says, Go for it. Have at it. Because in his eyes, he's thinking, well... It's the most fucking 1960s American thing that any, the best commie is a dead commie. He's basically yeah. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> That's what the Ronald RR Ray. is. No, Ronald. Is I, I've actually mixed it up. <laughs> Sigmund Ree is Ronald Reagan. Definitely reincarnated. I see it. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. God. Better so. dead than red. <laughs> Jesus. That's what the episode should have been called. Fuck. So, uh, yeah, he just fucking lets people go at it. And they start killing people in the Bodo colony. Or not colony, Jesus. In the <laughs> Bodo League. Um, and let's see. I missed a bunch. Um, you missed No, no, I didn't miss. Paragraphs. I just lost my place. It's really hard to do on my fucking iPad. Um, so let's see. They're going through and they're slaughtering communist prisoners, league members, and there's. it's not like all of these people were put on trial prior to even being a part of the Bodo League. This is just, hey, we've been watching you. We know that you're a communist sympathizer. They toss them in there. These people don't know that they're about to be executed within a year. Yeah. Like, they're just being told they're put in, like, a fucking assigned school. It seems really similar, the roundup at least, seemed very similar to the U.S. with the Japanese-Americans. Yeah. In the, in the internment camps, except this one, they went a little harder on it, I think, after only a year. Yeah. Plus... It very well could have gone that way, though. Honestly, I think it would have gone that way if Japan had made a larger push into the U.S. Probably. I can like, see that. I think if Japan overtook hawaii if they did a nanking in hawaii yeah. in, and they started to a push into california i think the u.s would have started just slaughtering probably that's kind of on that's on brand for camps. us which is it's so fucking ridiculous that the whole war starts because they're like hey you shouldn't be discriminating against jewish people and putting them in camps that's not okay and then they do the same fucking thing everywhere else now here's some here's <laughs> like, some controversy i i think if uh germany hadn't been you know attacking other countries but they were still doing that to the jewish people uh, nobody might, would have said a single fucking thing because good point everywhere is spineless it's true 100 percent. i mean there, there are current genocides going on that we know about that we have evidence of that is has been investigated and proven by the u.n that nobody's stepping there in to stop. Pictures. There, there's photo evidence. In a court has been proven, <sighs> and yet yeah. nobody steps in to do jack shit. It's, I mean, nothing's changed. It's fucking stupid. It's yeah. horrible. Nothing's changed in sixty years. Yeah. Yeah. We just need FDR to come back to do the whole. <laughs> oh wait, no. That that was just to give an advantage to U.S. corporations. Fuck. Damn it. What have you done? <laughs> uh. So. They're, they're killing off these people in the Bodo League, and a police chief actually came out later and admitted admitted to killing at least 12 communists and suspected communists. This isn't just they're going to the doors of the Bodo League. It's like, hey, 
if you know of someone down the street that might be communist, go for it because we're now being invaded by those damn commies from the north. And they're like, we don't we don't want need anybody working behind enemy lines, you know. So I uh, after. Oh, God, I'm going to fuck this one up. Sail. Soul. Soul. S-E-O-U-L. Is it's yeah. pronounced Seoul? I the capital of of okay. South Korea, Seoul. I, I, I wasn't sure exactly how to pronounce it. Yeah, it's Seoul. Seoul. So after Seoul was recaptured um, a couple months after the war started, 30,000 people are caught by South Korea uh, due to them being collaborators with North Korea or them being communists. This has got to be great that for that they're morale. collaborators. Yeah. So basically, they they capture these people and they say, "You're working with North Korea. We know that you guys are com- are are communists with North Korea." And this actually goes to the U.S. military government, who is still definitely fucking in power. Oh yeah. Um, and there's a man by the name of uh, Commander Rollins Emmerich, and he sits on it for a little bit. They call him and they say, "Hey." We've got these 30,000 people who we think they're communist, but we also think that they're working with North Korea. And they say, is it okay if we happen to accidentally kill them? And he goes, no, 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 make them, like, just lock them up. We'll put them in a prison in Busan, right? So they take these people to Busan. They lock them up in Busan prison, and Mr. Emmerich decides a little bit later uh he reaches back out to a south korean commander and he says look if you want to go after political prisoners in busan you just need to wait until north korean forces are approaching that area he says and then you just come out and say that these executions are done so that they don't fall in enemy hands because they're defectors, right? What's the best way I mean, to justify not, an execution? Not, I would <laughs> hear me out. I think the better way would say uh, the North Koreans accidentally bombed this place and it killed them all. Totally fair, except for the fact that Rollins Emmerich said exactly this to the commander, ah, uh, as he says, "Hey, wait until North Koreans get in the area." And then you can execute them. And then you can blame it on the fact that there might have been 30,000 additional North Korean army members. Yes, I, I like my way. Yeah, right? More so, creative. 3,400 prisoners are killed that summer, which they started out with 30,000, and they killed about 26,000 of them still in Seoul. Damn. Yeah. So, later on, Emmerich wrote in his report that they opened the gates of the prison and they fired at the prisoners with machine guns. So it's like they literally just locked them up. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's fucking awful. And the report that he gave was actually omitted from the U.S. Army Army History Archives. Of course. They, they made that little thing disappear until they found it later on. Mm-hmm. Now... Good old General Douglas MacArthur. MacArthur. Yeah, MacArthur. So, uh, Douglas MacArthur. You almost Jesus did it twice. Christ. What the fuck? Because this guy's a bitch. Well, yeah. Uh, he was actually asked about what was going on in South Korea with their huge Bodo League execution. And he just goes, it's an internal matter. And he ignores any additional questioning on, on it. Um, at one point... 40 people had their backs broken with the butt of a gun, and then they were later shot. Of course, they got a feel um, Yeah, right? Uh, groups of people in a seaside town were tied together and thrown into the sea, and a Korean administrator admitted that he personally signed off on 200 people to be drowned and later said that there wasn't any time for a trial for them. That weren't <laughs> wartime, man. We don't have time to try these people. Jesus. It's ridiculous. So, all of this information, everything that went on in South Korea that the U.S. knew about was completely fucking hidden 
until the 1990s. Yeah, of course. Nobody knew what the fuck, like they didn't have record of what was happening in the U.S. involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was how, all the just fact filed that, as secret information. Yeah, the fact that uh, MacArthur knew about it and after they re, uh, basically retook the land up to the 38th parallel, which was kind of the dividing area, um, reinstated re yeah. back into power. Mm-hmm. Knowing what was going on. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's easy to have an attitude of, well, they're not my people. I'm just here to make sure the communists don't win. I don't care about them. Yeah, but there's an easy way and then there's the right way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not saying that's an excuse. <laughs> no, I'm just no, saying. I know. I'm just, that's, I'm just clarifying. Uh, like, it's, yeah. it's fucked. Oh, yeah. So all of this information is found in a probe by the Associated Press in the 90s. Hey, you know, after, back when journalists did shit. Yeah, after there are a couple. There are a what couple fucking ones. happened when they found all these bodies? The Associated Press sees it and they go, what the fuck happened here? You just look even a smidge into it and you see that the person that's <laughs> in like power it. was under U.S. control and you're like, oh, 1950s? Like, the fucking red push? In the U.S.? Oh, okay, yeah, this is an easy tie back to the American military. And uh, they find out that General MacArthur knew everything about it. They found uh, documents, like more or less letters to MacArthur from Emmerich that are like, hey, this is what just happened today. I told them that they can kill prisoners under the (laughs) guise of protecting them from North Korea. And... MacArthur just folds it back up, puts it into the envelope, and puts it in his little secret file cabinet. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. And uh, they discover all of this. And he basically, in his correspondence, they discover that his whole thing was, I just don't want to push it to higher ups. It, it'll stop here. So he's just st- like the dude's basically the CIA. He's yeah. Just like- yeah, exactly. And, oh, uh, my God. So they find out that, uh, like, an endless amount of records and detailed accounts are completely filed under secret or they're added to additional files and just filed away at the very fucking back, as far back as you can you can go. And they discover pictures that actually document the events Damn. that were taken by U.S. journalists or military personnel that were following alongside and serving alongside South Korean officials. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a fairly common thing that they were there was I forgot what they're called. There's a specific like group in the army, in the military, where your job is documenting. Your mm-hmm. job is you're a journalist. You're yeah. a combat journalist. Yeah, basically. Essentially. And, you know, there would also be people in different military units and stuff whose job it was to document what's going on, take pictures and do all this stuff. But if those pictures showed, oh, we accidentally bombed a friendly South Korean village. Then you send it in and they fucking you send it hide in, it away. They burn it and say, uh, we you, didn't get any. Some of these photos are taken by actual military personnel, not not just journalists, not people that are supposed yeah. to record. It's just... Joe yeah. Schmo with a fucking camera that happens mm-hmm. to be in Dijon when they're executing fucking people. executing yeah. 7,000 people in a field and he goes holy shit and takes a picture of dead bodies in trenches mm-hmm. and he holds on to that little Polaroid for two years gets back home and they fucking just hide that shit away oh yeah um <clears throat> so yeah, they confirm in 1991 that uh, the executing of 7,000 people takes place in a field in uh, Dijon, and they discover all of the photos, some of which are exactly that, bodies in a fucking trench, mass graves. Like, they find tons of photos of this stuff, um, and they actually end up fi- discovering and realizing that there are about 150 mass graves all over South Korea. 1.2 million people killed. Um, it's believed... So it's on on South Korean record that... Uh, or sorry, it's on American record. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess at the time, the same thing. <laughs> uh, that 100,000 people were officially killed in the Bodo League, right? 
Okay. But it's estimated and believed that there were over 400,000 people that were just killed in that event itself in the slaughtering of the Bodo League. Yeah, that makes sense that they would underreport that shit yeah. as much as possible. So, it's always uh, how it works. I don't Do you know how long the Korean War went on for? It was, oh, it was God. a while. It was like, it was like 6 five years. 5 years. Hold on. Something I've got like it right here. 50 to I'm just cruising down. You're good. No, it's 3 years. 3. So, yeah, till 53. Lots of fighting in the first war then basically a stalemate for the last two. So, President Rhee, um he remained in power. They were doing elections, I believe, every, I think it was every four years. Uh, so in 1948, 49, he was put in power. Uh, in 1952, during the war, he retained his power. In 1956, he retained his power. Oh, weird. And in 1960, he was reelected once again. Hmm. It's odd enough, uh, or actually it adds to the oddity, that uh, Mr. Ree and his opponents, uh, well, I should say that Mr. Ree's opponents would go, they would mysteriously disappear, or they would show up with some odd illness that would end their life really quickly during elections, or they would be arrested. Oh, being, they would get nerve gas in their underwear on an international flight. Due to being North Korean collaborators. Hmm. So, yeah. Really? That sounds... That sounds like a lot. Like, uh, oh, what's that yeah. most now? Uh, what's that guy now? Vaney? I don't know how to pronounce yeah, his name. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they, you know, that sounds so, very yeah. Russia. <laughs> so that's the uh, the Bodo League incident. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That there's there's so much more to this. To this, I mean, we call it the Korean War. Technically, yeah. it's still ongoing because they never signed like a. Peace yeah. treaty. No, they started talks to do it in 2018, but you know, technically, it never ended. Of course. Well, think of who the fuck was there in 2018, yeah. trying to help sign the peace talks. Exactly. Dipshit McTrump. The only president who's been yeah. allowed on the DMZ. How fucking. How odd. Shitty. How uh, how odd. <laughs> yeah, that is not a symbol of peace. That's a symbol of control. Yeah. It's um, yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah, and it was so like, you know, at the time it was considered a, it wasn't a war, it was a special operation, a special military operation. Jesus. And there were so many moments where it could have amped up to nuclear war very quickly, but it seemed like the the Soviets and the Chinese acted very limited, like during a. I think most of the war, the Chinese did not use their air force on frontline troops, communications, staging bases, and bases outside of Korea. I would assume the US, a lot of it is that they would just sit on it. They no, no they, they would just bomb further out. Oh. They would bomb supply lines in the back I rather see. than the frontline troops in the front. And they, they would do their best. Obviously, you can't, um, you know, you can't guarantee it in war, but they would do their best to try to avoid non-combat villages, both sides. It, it was weird because it was a war of restraint huh in in a lot of in a lot of ways they we didn't just I both sides didn't just do full military what we could have done in that moment well but because one of them was fighting their own fucking people well, yeah <laughs> but like th there was a lot of restraint with the Chinese Air Force the US Air Force bombed the fuck out of North Korea. Like, I, I was looking at, like, the casualties and the, like, troops involved. North Korea had, like, three times as many troops involved at their peak hmm. than South Korea did. And, but the the thing that the uh, UN forces did better was destroy supply lines on the back line. Huh. They bombed the living fuck out of the North Korea. Like, o over the, the three years, I think it was... Three million civilians died Jesus. in combat. Good so Lord. that's not including the massacres, yeah. the you know the disease that you get from it, the poisoning of the land. God damn. And yeah, so it, it, it was crazy. Something definitely to look into to read about if you're interested in the mind frame of the U.S. government in the in 1950. They. 
It's crazy. They had even... Uh, the, the U.S. military was seen as a shadow of itself where it was five years before in World War II because they basically took a ton of money away from every branch of the military and gave it, I think, to the Air Force and said, build a fleet of military bombers. So a ton of money was gone. Just to fucking Just to build a bunch of nukes. Build nukes. Jesus Christ. So we, we just, we weren't ready for it. The, U, or the, the Chinese were just coming out of their civil war, so they were pretty hampered by that. The Soviets, I mean, they just lost how many troops in World War II? Like, holy shit. They lost a lot, you know? God damn, But dude. interesting time period. I'm, I'm glad. I think this is our first time officially talking about yeah. the Korean War. I, th- I think it is. And it's all because you, watched, you didn't do notes. Because you watched oh. Smash. And I think it's because, oh, I'm, I'm shocked you didn't split it into two, ep- two uh, episodes. Nah, I, I got through it quick enough. No, no, you did. Covered it pretty well. So. You did. Oh, craziness, solid, man. Solid episode. Definitely, definitely worth reading about the Korean War, because, I mean... Yeah, now I'm going to take out my I learned plugs. a ton just fucking reading about this one massacre. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I check it out. It's pretty wild. Everywhere you look, you'll find... It's horrible, but everywhere you look, every major engagement, every, you know, turning point of any civilization, you will find massacres and genocides. Jesus. And it's crazy. People are like... A lot of people think... Oh, the Holocaust, probably something like in Europe or like the Middle East at some point, and that's it. But in reality, there... It's a lot. There are so many genocides, even just ongoing, you know, like there's a ton of issues. And you know what? Why can't we just be friends? Yeah, why can't we be friends? Why can't we love each other? Look, right here in this room, you've got a communist Jew <laughs> and an imbecile... Uh, an illiterate. Uh, an illiterate Republican. What? <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, no, I'm not. How dare you? And uh, a currently cop, never gone through the academy, illiterate Republican right here across no. the table from me. no. <laughs> Fuck no. I'm going to edit out you arguing with me so that it just just sounds like you're agreeing with me. You're just going to go back and it sounds like you're going to find one clip of me going, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of dead air. And then, yeah. (laughs) Just dead air. Well, thanks for giving me the sample twice so I can use two different ones. Now it's just going to get dragged out. And then I'll do some faster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm exactly. saying it 50 times. Thanks. Exactly, yeah. Well, After every sentence. So you hear you heard it here first. God, you have Patreon. Oh, yes, I do. <clears throat> so patreon.com forward slash points of pressure. If you want me to read your sensual sexual name, you just go ahead and like go on no there. for it, do you think? And we'll... Yeah, but you you know, you pay, you pay for the show. You keep us running. Yeah, you do. Holy shit. Hell yeah. Um, so the... One more chairperson of the PP and we'll have the board. But that's okay. Right now, the chair people, <laughs> chair people of the PP, that's a lot of P's. Uh, Mini D Donnell, uh, Nordic Thunder. Thank you guys so fucking much. Yeah, we really freaking appreciate all of you. Um, Abby, AJ's Third Nut, Haley, Lindo, Toddle Waddle, Casey McFacey. Dark Runner, D's Nuts, Lara Revo. Thank you guys so much for, uh, you know, letting us keep doing this show for how, how long have we been doing it. this? Like two, almost, almost three years? Almost three years. Three years, September 9th. Baby. Damn. It'll be our three-year birthday. We should do a live show. Actually, yeah, three years. Jesus Christ. We, we should do something for that. Whether yeah. it's a live show or a bonus episode. We'll talk about it. We'll never do it. but We won't do it. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll be living here at that point, so who knows what's in, in store. Yeah, I've been thinking we should do, like, maybe a Q&A episode. Yeah. If we have enough people send us questions, that is. So if you yeah. have any. if you guys send questions, we will happily do a Q&A. Yeah, if, if you guys send us some, we'll write them down, we'll save them, and do either a live or just a recorded episode. Q&A, you can and ask we'll, us anything. We'll read them, we'll read them as surprise questions. What? Yeah, so we won't know what the question is beforehand. How? If it's if it's to you, 
I'll only know the question. Surprise yeah. you with it. Like, what's AJ's social security number? Oh, oh, that's surprise. Six 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 three zero four two zero four two zero zero. That was a lot of zeros. <laughs> it's just short, like six numbers. You're like, it's seven. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, if if you're interested and want to know a little bit more about us and Too what we do. Bad. That sucks for you. You're not going to get the answer until enough of you ask yeah, enough questions. Yeah, until enough of you ask. So submit away. Yes, please. Even if you oh. are one of the, you know, like my sister. Ask my away. brother-in-law. You know. I'm just going to start submitting questions. D's brother. What's, please what's tell us. AJ's most embarrassing moment? No, no. It's uh, mother's maiden name. Uh, name of the first pet. Street you grew up on. <laughs> Graduation date. Yeah. Uh, just normal things to ask. Just, and, you know, normal things, everybody things you want to know about someone. Yeah, well, so. as usual, if you have any suggestions for TV shows, movies, books, uh, podcasts that we're not going to listen to because it isn't ours, um, uh, <laughs> articles or things you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, if you just by all hi. means, reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Or if you ever need anyone to talk to, give us shoot us a message. I almost said give us a like. That too. I would appreciate it. You, you can't it. like Jesus. you can't like a podcast you episode, can, can you? You can on a YouTube. Oh, go, nobody nobody's go, listening go on listen YouTube. Listen to our shit on YouTube. Help us out. Nobody's uh, listening. Don't no, we have like fucking, two subscribers? No. I think we have like 12 subscribers oh, on YouTube, but we don't have anyone that watches any of our stuff. Oh, that's I fine. get notifications for it. Do you? And I go, "Oh, good. It got posted." Swipe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Reach out Twitter, Instagram, at Points O Pressure, and we will catch you guys next Monday.